Hey guys, it's Dave DeFord. Join me and my buddy Seth Partnow and Moda Keel every Friday right here on the Athletic NBA Show for Nerder She Road, a podcast that attempts to look at the cutting edge of the NBA and the sport of basketball. Whether it's sports science, a deep dive on X's and O's, tales from the video room, or the next big thing in analytics, you can find it all every single Friday on Nerder She Road right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Join us this Saturday for an all-new episode of The Athletic NBA Show, Saturday Slam and Jam, hosted by me, Andrew Schlecht. I'll be joined by my co-hosts Alex Spears and many of the athletic beat writers that you know and love. We will recap the week of the NBA, play some NBA trivia, and just overall talk about the league that we love most. So while you're flipping your flapjacks, tending to your yard or just sipping your coffee on Saturday morning listen to Saturday Slam and Jam on the Athletic MBA show welcome to the Athletic MBA show Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network I do have a take point of contention uh, what are y'all talking about y'all hate stop hating Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention coming up on the show. The West is a mess, an enormous mistake, tank or no tank, MVP odds, and we're going to figure out who are the kings of the Eastern Conference. I'm Zach Harper. Jade Hoy is producing. In this corner, the Bay Area legend and author of two books about the Warriors dynasty and back from a much needed vacation, Marcus T. Nasty Thompson. Marcus, what is your favorite thing about vacation? Uh, I didn't get to take one. I went to Disney World. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing va- oh, no. vacationy about this that. podcast. No. Is brought uh, to us by Disney World. Now it's uh... <laughs> it was uh it was ninety thousand steps of torture with like <laughs> every with five minutes of pleasure mixed in on a ride. Wow. It was a very expensive. Uh, it was a very expensive torture chamber that my wife loved. So I'm happy to go through it. There you go. That's what's important. And in this corner, the Bay Area suburban legend and the author of the book, The Victory Machine, now available available in paperback, also just back from a vacation. When do I get a vacation? Ethan Sherwood Strauss. Ethan, your life is a vacation. What was the highlight? That's true. What was the highlight of your vacation? I think it was uh, trying oysters and, as the one Miles Brown said, looking like a fucking nine-year-old when you did it. Uh, it was hard. I was very squeamish about it, but I got it down the hatch. I was That was your first oyster? No, nah, it was probably around my my, my second, but uh, I, I think I'll just always be wary. And it was out in beautiful Bodega Bay where The Birds was filmed. I would highly recommend Bodega Bay in the springtime. It was great to get out there. All right. What do you well, do in Bodega Bay? You look for the birds to attack? You look for the birds to attack, um, and that's why you just swaddle yourself with uh, a raw crustacean, hoping that they'll descend on you. It's like leaving yeah. bait. That's what you do. Wow, what a what a nice little nugget of information there. Ooh. Speaking of nuggets, Jade, start the clock. Take one. Can an NBA team win the championship without its second-best player? On Monday night, the Nuggets lost Jamal Murray to a season-ending ACL tear of his left knee. Murray suffered the non-contact injury during the Nuggets' 116-107 loss to the Golden State Warriors. A brutal, brutal injury. Even though the Nuggets have been on a roll, the race in the West is now 
more wide open than ever. So what's next? Marcus, how do you think this injury affects the Western Conference as we head down the stretch and into the playoffs? I mean, I don't think this second best player was going to get them a title, but any shot they had was Jamal Murray playing lights out, right? And he needed to be bubble Jamal for the entire playoffs, or mm-hmm. especially in the right series, like Western Conference Finals, should they make it? They needed him to be lights out. I think what it does now is it makes the road to the championship probably less daunting. They're an easier out, right? They're 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 a more attackable team. They're definitely not as potent, and somebody will fill in. But it, it, Jamal Murray was the tricky one. That Murray, Jokic, pick and roll, that's the deadly beast, right? That's the one that the game is close, you're having a nightmare with. So I don't care who you put in place of Jamal Murray, you're not nearly as scared. So you start thinking about if you're the Lakers and you end up a seven seed, which, you know, they've rallied and look, don't look that way. But if you had to go through a Denver and then a Clippers, that Denver doesn't look as daunting, right? They were a daunting right. out. They were going to be tough. So now the road might look a little bit easier. I don't think they'll be done. I don't think they'll be an easy out. But, man, not having to deal with that Murray-Jokic pick and roll, that's that's a game changer. Yeah, I think the pick and roll is good to reference. I guess, first of all, I want to say I wore the beanie because you guys are wearing the beanie. I look like a cat burglar. I look ridiculous. I look this like this is uh, an audio medium. No, like, I know. Maybe I know. eight seconds of this video will get out as social promotion, and you've chosen to address something that didn't need to be addressed. Yeah, but I'm painting the picture. It's an audio picture you for the like, listener. You look like uh, uh, Eugene Levy trying to be one of the cool kids. Like you about to start. Right. I'm dressed but like but I'm dressed not, like. But Peter. you're not painting. Wait, wait. I got I got I got a deep cut. If, uh, if if Zach can get this, I'll be very impressed. I look like uh, Peter Green from Training Day is the style I'm going for. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. Wow. You're painting a picture. You say, well, I'm painting the picture, except you didn't start out by painting the picture. You're just like, hold on. I'm also wearing a beanie. That's not painting the picture. Yeah, you're right. There's no picture there. It wasn't a great picture painted. I just looked. I can see myself. That's the problem with Zoom is you can look and you can see yourself. And I realized as I was talking that I look ridiculous. I lost all moral authority in my own mind when speaking on the Nuggets. And that is why I will piggyback off Marcus's point uh, as opposed to making a novel one of my own. That pick and roll. It really feels almost like a safety valve for them, doesn't it? Where sometimes late in the shot clock, they get into it. And it's almost less about the quality of Murray. And yeah, if he goes crazy, it would have helped them. But it's almost like just part of their identity is gone. And I don't want to write off anybody in this completely crazy season, especially with the resources that the Nuggets have added to put them over the top. But I do think realistically, it takes them from on that upper tier of contention to yeah this would be this would be a long shot i think they're in the long shot contender status not totally written out of it but huge setback by the way, did Peter Green have a hoop earring though? Oh yeah, I need to like, add that. Well, that's really what's under. Yeah. That's what's under this yeah, headphone. You really want to be about That's it. what's under here right a now. A hoop earring? You ain't about that wow. life. <laughs> it's a, um, he didn't it's, know. It's he didn't know when they were filming. About when they were filming Training Day, he didn't know the 1990s were over. Uh, he wasn't informed about that. Oh. I believe only Michael Jordan is still about that hoop earring life. So I don't know that that's a fair criticism of Ethan here. Um, let me let me throw out a a possibility here. What if the Nuggets are even deadlier now in the playoffs because they're forced to go to Jokic 
every single time, and he's forced to be more of a scorer like we've seen parts of this season. Mm, I like it. The indefatigable Jokic, the guy you should tire out, but never seems to in these playoff games. He can play eight overtimes, and it's almost like the the flab is a reserve that others don't have. It's uh, mm, or it's just intriguing... not playing any defense also helps. Oh yeah, that definitely does help. That definitely that definitely <laughs> I, aids the process. I will. I would even go a little bit further and say, what if this almost like liberates Michael Porter Jr. to mm. just Ooh. all right go off mm. like yeah. he's already been playing well like all right man there now there are no holds barred yeah just go get your money go cook and you know man what if it's now he and Jokic in that two bag like there's some salvageability there for sure uh if Michael Porter Jr. could turn into a monster we don't know how if it's this soon though right if it, if it happens right. now if you can do it in the playoffs so, yeah, you might be on to something there. And, you know, we, we've seen this before with a team you think is done and they, they, they kind of rally and they become tougher. Somebody, somebody comes out of nowhere. I could see them being a, a tough out. I don't think they'll be an easy out, but I don't right. think they we're, we're, the worst case, much, right? Worst case scenario for yeah. them might be Porter Jr. averaging 32 in a series they narrowly lose, and then they will not be able to tell him anything next season at all so yeah bring on the liberated michael porter jr uh i cannot wait to see what the results of it are and that makes that situation potentially more intriguing uh they'll maybe work their way up even still to two seed and have to play someone who wins the play-in tournament speaking of take two an enormous mistake first it was luka Doncic criticizing the nba's play-in tournament now mark cuban In a series of messages sent to ESPN, the Mavs owner said this, quote, I get why the NBA is doing it, but if we are going to be creative because of COVID, we should go straight up one through 20 and let the bottom four play in. This is the year particularly to do it since the 10 games cut were in conference. The worst part of this approach is that it doubles the stress of the compressed schedule. Rather than playing for a playoff spot and being able to rest players as the standings become clearer, teams have to approach every game as a playoff game to either get into or stay in the top six since the consequences, as Lucas said, are enormous. Ethan, do you agree with Mr. Cuban? Um... Yes, but not for the reasons he's talking about. Maybe I I feel like he's coming at it from the perspective of I don't like this because it's affecting me negatively right now. I wasn't saying anything like this before the season started, but now that it is specifically negatively impacting me. I dislike it, and I will give an explanation that will resonate with no fan. No fan will care about my arcane situation that I'm discussing. I think their proper response will be, well, tough, maybe rest your players while trying to compete for this spot. We don't care. The better argument that he could make, the one I would be receptive to, just might be, it's a little goofy. I don't know if it really did the trick. I don't know if it really... Uh, makes the playoffs feel more special when we have so many teams in it. It's a little bit too much to follow. The counter argument, maybe Marcus is with it, is with this one. I'm not sure any reform has done more to curb tanking than the play-in tournament. So that's also something to consider. So a lot of push-pull factors. I'm anti-play-in. I, 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 I'm anti it. I see the wisdom of it. I see the arguments for it. But I feel like a simpler, hey, this is too much, too many playoff teams is probably better for Cuban to go with than, ow, my uh, team hurts. 
Well, let me tell you this. It is the official ruling of the NBA that a play-in tournament uh, participant does not mean they are a playoff team. Mm. You have to get into that top eight by the end of the play-in tournament to be considered a playoff team. So it's still this, technically the same number of playoff teams. I should add one more thing that I think might be an interesting subplot here. Um, I'm not aware of the NBA getting any extra money for doing these play-in games. Uh, which is unusual. You're effectively creating this brand new product. They're saying it isn't technically a playoff game, but it is. You know, these are elimination yeah. games getting the playoffs. It doesn't appear as though they are getting extra money. So I wonder if this was conditional with the broadcasters to keep everything going or to uh, alleviate some issue that they would throw them this bone uh, in perpetuity or maybe down the road, renegotiate something else. So I think that's another complication. Uh, We haven't gotten a big explanation about the actual dynamics behind this whole play-in thing. So Marcus, uh, do you believe with Mark... Do you ride with Mark Cuban on this or... My contention is that the playing tournament is a good idea just because it keeps teams from tanking more because they think they've got a shot at this thing. Dude, his argument is, I don't like this. We have to compete. That's the argument. Like, what? <laughs> I don't even, we can't rest our players. Every game matters. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you want from the regular season? Would you season? be resting if you I were the seven or eight seed anyway? And this is why This is why I'm not rocking with him or Luca. Man. Y'all wasn't saying this when everybody thought you was going to be a two seed. <laughs> right. All of a sudden now, you firmly entrenched into the play game. This is a bad idea. But when you were mm-hmm. the hot up and coming team that was going to challenge, now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I don't like this play in tournament. Man, get out of here with that. I ain't buying that at all. But absolutely, I'm with the play in tournament. For one, it's, it's probably time to rethink some of this stuff anyway. Right? And it's not like, okay, if there was a year to experiment, this is the year. Yeah. And yeah. who knows? Maybe it's a thing that pops and you do something with it. Maybe you realize now nah, the format we had and, and you go back to it. I'm fine with experimentation. I'm, I'm cool with it, right? We don't know. There'll be two great playing games and then we'll all be talking about, this is incredible. Like, let's go with, let's stick with it. I just have a problem with this idea that, oh man, I don't like this. We now have to play hard mm. in the regular season. Like, that, that, to me, that's, that's, the, that's the worst retort. Yeah. And it does solve tanking. You can't stop. You can't just give up right now. Otherwise, you do drop. So I kind of like that. Is it the best solution? Who knows? But for right now, the last thing the NBA needed was half the league not caring <laughs> in March. Right? That, that's, that's what they did need. They, right. needed, they did need a regular season to be awful. So now you got a bunch of teams playing for stuff. You got games mattering. Injuries matter a lot. Right, like some of the stuff matter. The Lakers normally would be able to chill. We're good. <laughs> We're fine. Now they got they kind of got to compete to stay out of the play. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think it's actually working to their advantage. So, so what if you don't get to rest your players? You know, do a better job of coaching them. But what about all right? So, but what about this, Marcus? Because it's a compressed schedule. To Mark Cuban's point, because it's a compressed schedule. Even though you are experimenting in different ways, and I do think the experimentation, this is the right season to do it, the compressed schedule really does kind of screw the teams competing to either avoid it or even just be in it, period, right? Like, there is some health concerns there. I mean, there was health concerns when you played the season. Where was this this in the meetings? Like, what did you think? 
What did they think was going to happen? I don't understand what the outcome was expected at the beginning. They literally only planned the first half of the season. <laughs> like, yo, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to the rest of the schedule. I, I, I will like, say this is what they signed up for. I, again, to bring in the TV stuff, I will say there is this weird subplot. It, it's strange people taught the way people talk about it on Twitter where, you know, I can't believe they played this many games. I can't believe they came back so soon. You know, it's it's ridiculous and irresponsible. Yeah, there's only, I don't know, uh, $14 billion coming to the NBA that is potentially uh, in jeopardy if they don't do what the broadcasters want. Now, I don't expect that the broadcasters would say – quash the whole deal, screw you, NBA. And I would expect that the NBA could sign another deal with another broadcaster if worst came to worst. But you don't want to be in this situation economically – uh, in any kind of situation that could jeopardize your TV deal, where a CEO uh, who runs things at, I don't know, Turner goes, you know what, not worth it to us. This is a good point at which we can say, never mind, we're making the closer two and the closer three, and that's our new Ooh. strategy. Uh, yeah, you got a little intrigued, didn't you? Sedgwick, Sedgwick season, yeah. <laughs> Sedgwick season, little, little, yeah, it could be really good, you know? it's uh, I, I, I like it. Maybe do a little spinoff. I think she's a little bit older now. Maybe you could do kind of a Golden Girls type thing, have a real Mm-hmm. You know, kind of saucy, sassy retirement community. They all fight Look, crime together. Ellen Barkin, Ellen Barkin oh. in Animal Kingdom is in her sixties, and she is a badass. Like Sedgwick can do it. Okay, okay. I think we're really cooking right yeah. here. But see, you don't want those yeah. conversations to happen. Not, not if you're Adam Silver. You can't let that conversation happen. You can't. You can't, no. you can't let why, Sedgwick. Why is Lucas Lucas minutes up? Why is Lucas minutes up? Because the maps are fighting. <laughs> yeah. <'cause- laughs> Like didn't you know nobody nobody's making you put his minutes up. Like I like Heath Kerr. He's rested he's rested Steph. Like, yo, we get the ten, we get the ten, right? <laughs> yeah. I well, that's so funny you mentioned that. By the way, I liked Ethan better with the beanie on. I think he's going against this, which I find to be a lack of camaraderie and chemistry. But <laughs> since you mentioned the Warriors, take three to tank or not to tank. That is the question. Fellas, while you were away on your beautiful vacations that I didn't get to participate in, I'm not sure if you noticed, but James Wiseman was injured and will be out indefinitely with a torn meniscus. As a result, questions immediately began to swirl on whether the Warriors should pack it in and tank the rest of the season. On one hand, they've got a real chance at two top 10 picks in the upcoming draft since the Minnesota Timberwolves pick is top three protected and there is a 40% chance that Minnesota gets to keep it. And on the other, a legitimate shot at getting into the playoffs. But really, how far can they get? Draymond Green put it pretty succinctly when he said, fighting for a play-in spot does not motivate me. Hmm. So Marcus, (laughs) to tank or not to tank? No. You can't tank. Can't do it. You got to fight. You got to stay alive. Uh, you got to get that 7-8 seed where you win one game and you're in. Like, here, here's the reason, too. Like, James Wiseman leaves. What does Draymond do? He gets a season high in points, right? Yeah. Draymond and Steph have been waiting for this all year. They've been having to be the adults in a the room. They've been assistant coaches. They've been bringing along young players. Now it's like, yo, we don't have to do that. Go small. Ride it out. See what you get. It's 18 games. Steph ain't played since like 2016, right? Like, he's good. <laughs> he's good. Uh, Draymond, you know, he can run. He, he can he can play up tempo. I say go for it. You got 18 games. Play all out. Go small and see what you can get. And you, the truth is, if the Warriors make the playoffs, 
they'll be a scary team to face. They'll, they, they probably won't win a series, but they'll scare the hell out of somebody just because, you know, Steph is Steph. And, oh, you know, it, 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 it'll be tough. Like, Steph with nothing to lose is a scary proposition, right? So I say yeah, they ain't got nothing I, to like, lose right now. Marcus just has got plenty to lose. I don't know if you know, but his legacy is on the line. Ooh. Oh, yeah, my bad. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All the more why he's got to get in. He's got to get in. He's got to get that 17, baby. Save his legacy. I want a heel turn from Chris Mullen. And instead of giving an emotional uh, an emotional speech about all Steph means, instead castigating him on a Zoom call for coming up short in a playoff game, that would be amazing. And that thick Brooklyn accent. Um, I don't actually want to see it, but it's a funny thing to imagine. Uh, there's no discussion of tanking. I think the Warriors do want to win. Um, and I think that's down the line of the organization. What's a little interesting now is that the injuries, I don't know if they necessarily help them, but they might be taking minutes from players who were undermining aspects of them. It hurts them with their depth, but I don't think Wiseman was really contributing to wins. Uh, they need to somehow solve their issue with bigs, but he's a, he's a young guy. He's a rookie. He's making mistakes. So uh, I, I don't think that, again, he was what was keeping them afloat in this whole play-in contest. Uh, Ubre also, I think, being out, they've looked pretty good without him, which is interesting and something that Marcus and I have uh, have argued about. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start playing a little better, at least in the short term. It would not shock me. So they beat Houston and and, and Ethan's acting like, oh, no, oh, oh, right, let's go. Like, they, they oh, beat you mean Denver. the Rockets who have made the playoffs for eight straight years, Marcus, going they, into this it's season? One, it's one game. They, one game. T- they beat Denver. Tillman for Tita's Rockets. They beat the Nuggets, the Mighty Nuggets. And, uh, you know, that was before for pretty much the entirety of the game. What yeah, they were, they were winning that game. So yeah, I yeah. think that that right there, small sample size, but not entirely coincidental. So then let's say they did decide to tank. What what disastrous form of a PR hit would that would that give this Warriors organization? Like would people the be PR hit? It's going to piss off their star player. Yeah. The PR hit would be Steph that's, saying that's the last straw. I'm openly yeah, demanding like, a trade. That would be the PR hit. That would be the disaster. He wouldn't do that, I don't think, but he he definitely communicate his unhappiness. And you know how the Bay is. Like once <laughs> once Steph is unhappy, they're gonna go crazy, right? They're already mad he doesn't play forty minutes and take fifty shots. So yeah, I mean, I, I think you got to do it for Steph. I, I think you get, he hasn't played meaningful basketball since since June twenty nineteen, and the dude is like he wants to play. He's he's out here trying to drop fifty on Compazzo because he, he needs something to do with his life. Like you just gotta play for Steph. Like you gotta do it for him. If if you sit him down, this is another wasted year. At least let him get out there and get buckets. I really love that Compazzo, his name is Facundo Compazzo, and all the nuggets just call him Faku. <laughs> and it makes it real dangerous when you're playing those quotes on NBA radio, which is owned and operated by the NBA and is a family friendly mm. radio channel, even when it's myself and Amin Al-Hassan hosting mm. uh, the, the fact that the Nuggets refer to him as Faku constantly is really fun. Fun player. I think in general. Slip on purpose. That's all I'm saying. If you slip, it might be on purpose. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun player. In you general. never know. 
He is a fun player. You know what? Maybe uh, the Jamal Murray uh, injury opens up the uh, the Compazzo conquest. You know that is upon yeah, us. Prob- probably yeah, not. Probably not. That, that probably has some <laughs> historical implications as well to call something the Compazzo conquest. Who knows where that where that originated? It sounds like something you learned uh, about in the seventh grade. Yeah, I know. It's just like yeah, and then you know, and Argentina went through the Compazzo conquest in 1648, as we and all today remember. We drink because of it, <laughs> and today we drink. It was a long shot. Speaking of long shots, take four. Lock or long shot with this Jamal Murray injury. We're going to look at our weekly NBA MVP race with betmgm.com. It's still Nikola Jokic at the top at minus 160, followed by Joel Embiid at plus 225, Dame Lillard at plus 1,000, and LeBron James at plus 1,200. Ethan, I'm giving you 1,000 usher bucks Mm. to bet. Mm -hmm. Who are you betting on? It's got to be the Joker, man. I mean, at this point, he's just outlasted us all. And if he can string a few wins together with Murray out, which I think he could. I haven't looked at their upcoming schedule. uh, It just looks like it is his to lose in this season where we've we've just seen so much uh, injury and destruction, uh, destruction of narratives uh, alongside that. So uh, I'm rolling with the Joker. Their upcoming schedule, Wednesday night, home against the Heat, at Houston, home against Memphis, at Portland, at Golden State, home against Houston, home against Memphis, home against New Orleans, home against Toronto. He's taking it. They got a they got a good stretch coming up for them before they go on the road. Marcus, where are your I mean, Usher books going? It's such good odds, right? You know, uh, on, on Jokic. Plus 800, man. Are you, are you serious right now? Like, how is he? How has he got better odds than uh, Luca? Like, come on! There's no way. How is Luca plus five? No, Jokic is Jokic is minus one sixty. Yeah, he's minus one sixty. Oh, what am Jokic. I looking at? I don't know. Marcus, this old, oh, this is from January twenty seventh. My bad. Where's the new one? <laughs> I was about to be like, this is crazy. This doesn't make sense. It's almost like I'm looking MGM. at an old when you said website. Pl- when you said plus eight hundred, I thought, oh yeah, I guess if you bet a thousand, you would get about eight hundred dollars return on that. Yeah. So I thought that's the math you were doing. <laughs> nah. So what? What was Luca? I don't know what Luca is. I know Dame is plus a thousand. LeBron is plus twelve hundred. Uh, Luca's plus playing tournament. I'm still putting right my now. money on on Dame, just because you know it's Dame. Jokic is gonna win the MVP, right? Like I, I do. Right. If they if they just hold, all they got to do is hold at this point. Yeah, that's all they got to do. If they stay four or five, if they hold, like that would be pretty impressive. And he's already been incredible. Uh, but man, like if Dame gets the four, we, it's ball game. Get Dame, get the four. I'm putting my money on Dame. I'm always better on the Oakland dude. Uh, and plus, you know what? I don't know if enough people appreciate Jokic. Let's see. Let, let's see. Let's see if those voters really know what we're doing. Let, hmm. Well, let's, I'll let's, say let's, this. Let's check it out. Portland is three games behind Denver. Portland also is playing horribly right now. So if Portland Terrible. As soon as does manage to like. rebound and get back up there, I do think if they pass Denver in the standings, I think Dame will edge out Jokic in the I voting. Just, 
I, I just like the Oakland based ballot. We've got uh we've got Dame for MVP, Juan Toscano Anderson for MIP. Uh we'll bring back Brian Shaw, give him coach of the year. Uh it's the it's 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 the Oakland ballot. I mean, it's fun to do long Let, odds. Let's put I Gary sh- Payton and, and Jason Kidd in the Hall of Fame again. Oh, let's do it again. You know? Um yeah. you know, it's uh I think that might be the way to do it. I think Dame had his shot. He had his chance. He had his underdog opportunity, but we're running out of time. It just looks yeah. like the the Joker has sealed this one up. Uh, other one, Giannis know, plus eleven hundred. I don't know with you, Zach. If 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 Dame passes, if, if, if Dame passes, Dame, if Portland Denver, finishes I, higher. Yeah, because his his clutch that. stats are absurd this year. It's ridiculous, yo. Yeah, he's got so many of these moments, right? That yeah. people just remember. And how good are we at this, really? Mm. When we right. start talking about evaluating it, like it's like, yo, that was cool, right? He got right. a cool moment. I remember that. That's my MVP, right? That's kind of what. Yeah, right. you so. do get. You do seem to get like the. Oh, I like that moment of the season. I'll go with that, right? It's All like he needs Paul a George. One good moment and ahead of Denver, he's got it. Paul George finished third in MVP voting in OKC, and was awful the second half of the season awful because he had shoulder injuries but everyone that first impression like man that paul george is playing paul george got to be the MVP yeah. conversation yeah he's killing it he ended up it's third. Be paul george yep. yeah yeah <laughs> that's what that's what happened this mvp thing so uh Steph jokic Curry. is a, it, jokic is uh he's like his his dominance is not for the casual like you got to understand ah. what's happening I'm thinking about that. I think that might just because that might be because he just doesn't have a public profile that we don't really associate anything with him other than the basketball court. But he's a fun player to watch. I think anybody sitting down and watching basketball, I don't think that he's somebody where you need the nuances explained. He's doing fun nah, you stuff. Do. Out there. Like people don't understand. Like he'll when he's backing you down and he hits that turnaround 13 footer, I don't think people understand how difficult of a shot that is. He's Without literally jumping. scraping the yeah. roof. Like right. <laughs> I think it's going like, it's like, you know, this is, inc- it's incredible. How His touch is unreal. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. He does not hit the rim with yeah. the, with the defender hanging on him. Like, I don't think people understand like he, how difficult that is. These shots he's making. He seems like he's one of the m- most well-coordinated guys in the league. And he's seven feet tall. Um, it's it's an unreal combination. So why isn't he the most like hype dude? Like he looks like is he because he's big? Because he looks like he shouldn't be doing this. And Americans see Americans love the guy who doesn't look like he should be doing it. Right? Like, yeah, but they like it when he's American. Yeah, they like it when he's American. That was the simple explanation. <laughs> this is Ethan's take, right? It's, it's true. This is Ethan's take. It's yeah. true. Ethan's People take. like it. Luca Luca is kind of breaking the mold with that. For whatever reason, Luca is kind of breaking the mold with that. Dirk had to say so many funny things before he was accepted. He had to No, Dirk had to win a title. Yeah. Dirk had to win a title before he was accepted. And I think unless Jokic wins a title, I don't think he'll be that universally accepted guy amongst like casual fans. All true. I think that's a really hard hurdle for European players. And also Denver. You know, if he played for the Knicks. It would be a little bit different than than playing. Not out there. I mean, I like they that city doesn't care about no the Nuggets it, unless like the Broncos have zero news, right? <laughs> like it's just Broncos, like that is a Broncos town, uh, right? That's a Broncos <laughs> city first, second, and third. Yeah, unless some Broncos players sit courtside and do something funny on the jumbotron. That's when the <laughs> so you get Von Miller there. Yeah. Throwing they a lob to They need John to Elway Jokic. to coach the Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in a huddle with a clipboard. Yeah, it's a football All right. city. 
Let's finish this out. Take five. Heading over to the Eastern Conference. We have a tie at the top of the standings between the Nets and the Sixers. Actually, we don't after Wednesday night because they're playing each other. <laughs> Bucks, Hawks, Celtics, and Heat all bunched up in the middle, followed by the Hornets and the Knicks to round out the top eight. And then we've got some play-in tournament possibilities. The Nets, still the odds-on favorite to win the NBA title, but many are wondering if the Sixers or Bucks or Heat, I might add, can somehow pull through. Fellas, like to get that crystal ball out. Ethan, who's going to win the Eastern Conference? I like this. I like this question uh, because it seems to me that defense is always underrated. And so it's getting put to the test. You've got Ben Simmons saying, and it is factually true that there's only one basketball, but that does seem to be a cope when people say that, when they say about a super talented team that there's only one there, basketball. There's only one basketball with a team that can't score either, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't understand this. The Magic yeah. only have one basketball. How's that working out for them? Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's similar to in football. The greatness of a tight end will make it easier for the great wide receiver to get open and vice versa. That's what Brooklyn has. So they're just one of the most offensively talented teams we've ever seen. And it's hard to bet against it. But that defense of Philly is just nasty. They're big. They've got the musk of playoffness. They've got a playoffy musk is what I would say about the Sixers. I think I'm going to have to side with talent and just Durant's ability to make shots when you absolutely need them out of rhythm. Um, the ability of all those guys to get those points. But I do think that the Sixers' chances might be underrated because we just care so much more about offense. Man, how do you not go with Brooklyn? Like, I don't even under they don't even all they need is one of their guys. Like, it's it's ridiculous. They they need one guy to play. Oh. Then it's a but I don't even you know they haven't lost back to back games in like and all they do is forty five games. All they do is tinker. <laughs> they, they, already, they haven't even started playing for real. Yeah, like, Rob Mahoney wrote un- about it. The, the season is just a little laboratory for them. Of oh, maybe we'll do this. And they and don't maybe lose. We'll do that. Like, it's it's crazy. They don't lose. They haven't. If I, I don't know what you do with this, I keep waiting for their defense to cost them. I keep waiting for it to happen. It doesn't happen. And nobody cares that Steve Nash is a first-time coach. Like that doesn't come up at all anymore. No. Normally, it'd be like, "Oh, I don't know if Steve Nash can handle things in the playoffs when he comes to coaching." We don't talk about that at all. No. No. I just saw something where Kevin Durant has scored seventy points in his last seventy minutes. Like, what, what are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> the only, the I don't only, know what you do with that. The, like, I mean, and, and Kyrie Irving have to play well. And, and the question about Kyrie Irving will he or won't he show up is a literal question. That's a literal question. That's not a <laughs> metaphorical question. He shows up. He doesn't look exactly like he's in shape to me, and he still just does whatever he he's wants killing. out there. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah. and what he's not killing, like it doesn't even matter, like. It's right. James Harden killed. The, the crazy part is Philadelphia is playing such great basketball, even when they lost in B. Like, they're locked in. They're defensively on point. They execute. And here's Brooklyn, who's, like, kind of messing around, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's almost not even real. They're kind of – and and they still are right there. So the question is, which team puts it together down the stretch? We st- I don't even know if we've seen Brooklyn put it together. Right? I guess they, I don't I, know if we've seen it. I guess if the, we if if we see it, it's over, right? If we see it, that's it because they're just messing around. If you get all three of them together, locked in, playing defense, uh, if 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 they do something about their center position, 
Like it's over. I don't I don't even know what to do with this team. I guess the theory of the case would be when you combine all the elements, like maybe they've been benefiting from certain guys being out because it get it keeps everybody yeah. well fed. Maybe when you get everybody together and it's not a team with an extremist spirit of core, um your gluttony gets them, huh? Right? Yeah, yeah. And then the lack of defense and how no, we're gonna attack Harden and, and Kyrie in pick and roll. And it's going to be a problem. And then they lose a tough game and then there's bickering and you can I see think that's a playoff series, though. I don't think I don't know if that's a regular season. Like it's not it's not a regular season out. thing. Yeah. I think you'll start to see that that paid the price for that, I think, will be in the postseason. Yeah. But right now it's like, yo, we got Charlotte tonight. All right. Let me know when it's the fourth quarter and I'll be getting buckets. And then you got another team the next night. So. I know what you're saying, Ethan. I just feel yeah, like I was looking who's ahead going to, the to make them pay bit. that price, yeah. right? Like, who's going to make them pay that price right now? Yeah, I don't oh, know. I know. Who? I know who. Who? We got a little culture in South Beach, boys, that we have not been exploring <laughs> enough. And let me just tell you, everyone keeps thinking I'm stupid on this. Well, how stupid was I last year when I said it was going to happen? Nobody huh? called you, you stupid about this. You think they'll do this? it in a regular oh, season, though? not true. Not true. This Jay is- King laughed at me. No, Dave DeFore laughed did. at me. Everybody laughed at me. Guess who last la- or who laughed last? LeBron. But other than that, <laughs> Jimmy Butler. <laughs> but for a while there, I for had- a while it was Jimmy Butler <laughs> laughing the most. And oh, no, it was a the, glorious that's time. The team, though, that's a team that you get them in the playoffs. They'll they'll be able to exploit some of this stuff. They got you the know, best the- coach in the East. They got defense, switchable defense, but. They got not hitting shots this year like they did last year. That that does worry me. And we haven't seen them healthy for an extended stretch at all either. And maybe that's not going to happen this year. But if yeah, it does, I see, I, I see Brooklyn doing it, man. Heat and seven, too easy. Maybe Heat and four. That's Ooh, what I'll say. Heat oh. and four. Wow. Yeah, but only if they're healthy and everything breaks right. That's my that's my little room to wiggle. There. Caveat right there. Hmm. Yeah. Well, wow. you guys bad, did the though, same like, head motion at the same time. That's not good that, for a podcast medium either. That's a video we have to put out. They did the same head tilt and nod at the same time, and that freaked me out just there. Is, I don't know what that is. That felt like a glitch in the Matrix. Synchronicity. It was. Deja vu, baby. Deja vu. It's, 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 it's many days and evenings hold up work and playoff series having to operate like a team like Brooklyn might have to where Kawakami right. and Slater, Margus and myself in the media room in Houston going, you go this way, you go that way, you go that way. Right. Like that's We that's don't even have is. to now, talk anymore. Yeah. It's all no. like, you know, but it's now just imagine, imagine if you've been wearing a fucking beanie still when you did that, how good that would have looked. And that's going to do it for the Athletic NBA Show's point of contention here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Subscribe to the Athletic, get the best coverage, and keep it on the Athletic. Right. Great.